There are, in our world, certain places that seem to draw on the strange, the unusual, the monstrous. And when you were a hip young teen coming of age in one of these locations, it doesn't matter if you are an aspiring scientific genius, a burgeoning telekinetic, or a social media influencer. Your safety is not guaranteed. In these dangerous times at Chillhaven High. on Dangerous Times at Chillhaven High. Dad, are you okay? Something wrong? Uh, I can't lie to you anymore, Penny. I don't have work today. I got fired from Floor Mart. So you all arrive to the Chillhaven Municipal Skate Park and Animal Zoo. And then there's a, a, a smallish woman and uh, you see on the lanyard name badge around her neck Deborah Redding. Hello, Deb. I think we talked on my watch. And she pulls back the tarp. And you see the body of Angela, who you recognize as... Grud Fuddrucker. The late Grud Fuddrucker. You all hear an explosion from upstairs. Whoa! One almost entire wall has been blown away. There's now just like a huge smoking hole in what's left of that wall. And as this smoke clears, you see a figure standing in the center of the hole. Allow me to reintroduce myself. I'm Ethan D. Vashcock IV, the world's greatest cryptozoologist. (gasps) Jeff Lynn, I've come here to give you a gift, a chance to catch me. Get to school on time, Zeke. I'll see you in a while. uh, Welcome home, Penny. Penny, you're never going to believe it. I took your advice, and I got a frickin' job. Great, Dad. So you're looking at the new Chillhaven Municipal Skate Park and Animal Zoo night security guard. I want to open on, and I, I'm hearing in my head, James, remind me what this piece of music is called. Like the da na 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 with Vivaldi's spring playing in the background, uh, the massive hole is still blown into the wall. We see the daytime critters kind of streaming in and out, <laughs> going about their morning business, birds chirping, squirrels chirping. Um, Zeke, uh, how did you sleep? Uh, Zeke slept poorly, uh, shouting at various woodland creatures to shut the fuck up throughout the night. Mm-hmm. Uh, lots of rodents are nocturnal, so they were up all night making noises, weird little chirping noises all through the walls of the house. 
He did eventually get to sleep around 5 a.m., curled up on the couch under like three blankets with Sally the possum curled up at his feet. Oh, that's really wholesome. So you wake up freezing on the couch. Sally's still there as you open your eyes, but then she just hisses at you and runs away. Ah. <laughs> did you have time to make yourself a Captain Chompers McTeeth? Yeah, I think New Zeke, helmet? I think Zeke did work on that all night. I mean, he was up anyway shouting at squirrels. Uh, so yeah, I don't think that it is quite as polished as the one he made for uh, Diego Badgero, mm-hmm. um, but I think it is a perfectly serviceable, if uh, non-articulated, uh, Captain Chompers McTeeth uh, for Sona Head. And when Zeke gets to school, he is going to immediately head to the theater department. Let's cut to Angela's real quick. You're getting ready to uh, walk out the door to hop into your Land Rover and head to school for the morning. And you are moving through the living room and uh, Allie and Anthony are both in there sitting on the couch watching the morning news. As you're moving past them, uh, Allie says, uh, "Oh, um, Angela, I'm sorry, sorry. Uh, can I just borrow you for just one second? Angela looks down at her smartwatch and then looks back at Allie and Anthony and says, sure, but make it quick. Yeah, no, 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 totally, totally, for sure, for sure. Um, I, we just wanted, your father and I wanted to make sure that your um, calendar, I know it's, it can be so full, uh, but just that your calendar was clear for this Sunday. What's this Sunday? Anthony jumps in and says, uh, yes, dear, it's the, uh, it's the grand opening, you know, of our big zoo project. Yeah, um, yeah, I'm there. I'll be there. Can I invite Zeke? Uh, yeah. Oh, it's it's open to the public. The mayor's going to be there. It'll be a big ribbon cutting ceremony. Wow, it sounds like a sounds like a fun party. I'll be there, and um, yeah, just let me know if you need anything. Okay, great. No, no, no. Just you, just your presence, and maybe uh, if you like a good hashtag, if you could come up with a good hashtag. Yeah. Um. You know, like, just uh, make it seem like a red carpet event. We know you're so good at that. It mm-hmm. Just, uh, We're very excited. It's a big deal for us and our d- design firm. Perfect. I can see it already. The hashtag will be, what's a good hashtag for a zoo, like a zoo party? Hashtag zoo party sounds terrific to me, but I'm not, <laughs> you know, I don't know about, I'm not good. At, I just do Facebook. So. Yeah, that's true. Um. Okay. Well, yeah, I'll, I'll ponder on it and we'll circle back. Okay, wonderful. Again, thank you so much for your time. Uh, and as y'all are wrapping up this conversation, Angela, you over here from the TV, uh, it's weird. It seems like the volume on the TV just like goes up right as you're supposed to start paying attention to it. Weird. Uh, and our camera cuts to focus on the TV screen. Welcome back to Good Morning Action Good News Morning with Hazard Manningly. I'm Hazard Manningly. <laughs> Chillhaven. I don't think I said Chillhaven in the beginning. It's Chillhaven action. Good news morning with me, Hazard Manningly. I'm still Hazard Manningly. Tragedy strikes again in Chillhaven this today. As yet. <laughs> you can. You're doing great. Who <laughs> typed up this teleprompter? <laughs> Anything you put on that prompter, Manningly will read. <laughs> Another unexplained animal attack has taken one of Chillhaven's most illustrious citizens. 
And you see on the news, it cuts away from Hazard Manningly in the studio to the outside of Raising the Snakes, exotic pet store and snake hatchery. The glass on the outside of the store has been all broken in. And then you see um, like overlaid over the, the live shot of the exterior of a store, like an oldish looking photo pop up of a gaunt, greasy, slick back hair man wearing a uh, all snakeskin suit and a snakeskin shirt and a snakeskin tie. And Hazard's voice comes over and says, Leonardo Henderson, celebrated snake breeder and Chillhaven town kook, was found dead inside of his own shop this morning. Authorities on the scene are unclear as to what manner of animal perpetuated the attack, but the scene is a gruesome one. Oh my goodness. Oh, I met Leonardo. He helped us supply some of the snakes for the zoo. He did? He was an odd man, but polite. Well, that's tragic. All right, well, I'll see you later. <laughs> okay, great. <laughs> Wonderful. I, I can't wait for this Sunday. All right. Uh, yeah, I'll be there. I think that Angel's going to send out, like, she'll find the, says, she finds the article of Leonardo's death and sends it to the group text message and types in, is this a lead we want to check out? Question mark and sends it. Cut to the Chillhaven High Theater Department. Um, so this is an area of the school that I think Zeke knew how to get to, but does not know his way around. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think he just walks into the auditorium and says, uh, Hello? Get, is there... Is someone here who does costumes? <laughs> so... <laughs> Sorry, you're just going to wander into the school theater department and start screaming for someone who does costumes? Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Um, after a couple of minutes from, um, so there's like a stage, like, is this the actual theater or? Yeah. Uh-huh. Paint the scene for me. Like, where are you? Uh, so it's a, it's a modest theater, probably seats like, I don't know, 7,500 people. Mm-hmm. Um, stage isn't raised at all, like stage is on the ground, but like, it's nice. And the, the, uh, doors to the auditorium are like at the, all the way at the back of the house, you know, dead center, like right on that incline. So Zeke has bust in through those center doors and is shouting these things. Okay. Uh, so you're moving through the, the backstage area. You see like unfinished bits of scenery against the walls you see racks and racks of like stage costumes. And then after you've been yelling for a second, uh, someone bursts out of one of those racks of costumes. You see a uh, quite short, older, balding gentleman. He's got tailor tape around his neck. Uh, He's wearing a little button up shirt and a little vest. And he just bursts out from the midst of like a couple of fur coats and says, uh, um, excuse me, can I help you? Hi. Who are you? Do you live inside the clothes? No, I don't live inside the clothes. Are you a little clothes gnome? No, I'm I'm Mr. Johnson. I'm the theater teacher. Oh! What are you hi. doing here? Hello, uh, Mr. Johnson. My name is Zeke Lynn. I am a student here. I don't think we've ever met. And I reach out my hand. Uh, he, like with a perplexed look on his face, like reaches out and takes your hand. He says, I'm sorry, this is like, I, I don't have a class this period. Are you lost? Can I help you with something? No, I'm not lost. I... Also don't have a class this period. Um, listen, Mr. Johnson, I have come to you today with a request. I know that the school did uh, Pirates of Penzance a couple of years ago. He puts a, a hand to his heart and just like looks off reminiscently into the distance for a second. Uh-huh. 
And now he's back with you. And uh, I was I was hoping maybe that uh, if you had like a big fancy uh, uh, you know pirate coat lying around that I might be able to borrow it or or you know rent it from the costume department. Uh, this isn't a costume store. This is the school theater department. I can't just like hand out my costumes and stuff to any old student who comes along. Next thing I know, you're all putting sewing patches for music bands onto them and cutting holes in them and stuff. I, I mean, would, look at you're gonna probably cut the sleeves off it just like you did your dang lab coat there. Well, no, I'm not gonna cut the sleeves off of my pirate coat. Listen, I, I it's my it would be my pirate coat. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not gonna cut the sleeves off the pirate coat that you're gonna give me. Look, I would like to roll to manipulate someone. Okie dokie. <laughs> How'd we do? That's going to be a total of two. (laughs) Well, mark for experience. Snake eyes. Yeah. (laughs) Listen, Mr. Johnson, if you would please take a look at this. And Zeke uh, offers up the improved uh, Captain Chompers McTeeth furry head that he has made. I have a passion for crafts and costuming. And if you, sir, would please just loan me this pirate coat for a little bit of time then I would be indebted to you and could offer you my services as a costumer in 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 the theater department. Um, no. Look, I, I don't know what you think that this is or what's going to happen here, but that looks like garbage. I don't want you to make more garbage for me. I know that no student at this high school has a free period right now. So, Zeke, why don't you get out of my theater and wherever you're supposed to be and i won't notify the principal how's that sound it sounds it sounds really really good mr johnson am i allowed to use another move right now uh no (laughs) (laughs) cut to the cafeteria lunchtime uh waffle wednesday at chillhaven high it is zeke's favorite day but he's cranky now because of what happened with mr johnson Mm mm-hmm don't reference that too much, because I might just cut that whole scene. Because <laughs> it didn't go anywhere. <laughs> okay, failed miserably. <laughs> Penny, did you see the article that I sent you and Zeke? Yeah, what is that all about? I don't know, but I think that there's definitely some killer animals on the loose. And can we talk about how Vesper was just in that creepy little crypt last night? Something really weird is going on here. Is the, the guy that died, Snake Man... Yeah, Snake Man Leonardo, I guess my parents knew him, um, said he's a bit kooky, but all in all, a pretty okay person, but I feel like we need to go see the crime scene. I know Zeke doesn't want to see more dead bodies, but we have to compare the bite marks. Yeah, I agree. Zeke just now walks in. He was late to lunch because he's been running behind all day, and so the line was really long when he got there, and he's just gotten his waffles. And they were the last waffles, and they're all misshapen and, like, a little bit burnt, and he's just cranky. And he drops his tray on the table, and he says, Hey. Ooh, waffles! Angela just immediately takes a fork and digs into the waffles. Zeke just, like, stares at her for a beat, and then he says, I don't even have the capacity to be mad about it right now. What's wrong with you? Yeah. What's wrong with me? There was a giant hole in the side of my house. I slept like shit last night. My robot assistant is gone, and my alarm didn't go off. I overslept. I've been behind all day, and our theater director is a real dick. We said you could come stay with us. You chose to sleep in a hole house. I tried to fix the hole. I. You're not a good scientist. I'm sorry. 
You know what, Angela? I really don't need this shit today. And Zeke stands up and goes to walk over and sit with Carlos instead. No, wait, wait, wait. Zeke! She was kidding, I think. I'm kidding. You know how I am. I do know how you are. (laughs) You act the same way as me. That's not true. I have never deliberately insulted anyone. That is... (laughs) false. Never on purpose. I just say things without thinking and then the words are out of my mouth and then I realize what I've said and I feel it and I feel bad. Mm. Which is different from... She says it with intent to harm. Oh my gosh. Listen, I know you're extra sensitive right now so I'm gonna say that I'm sorry that your feelings are hurt because of what I've been saying. But let's move past this. We have a lot of work to do. Fine. Give me back my waffle. Angela spits it out of her mouth. (laughs) You've just been holding it there while you talked? Zeke does not hesitate to eat the regurgitated waffle while just staring Angela dead in the eyes. Is this what families do? Yes. Gross. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Oh, yeah. So what do you think then about Leonardo and the crime scene? We should definitely go check it out. I think Ninja Turtle? What? What? No, what are you talking about? The article that I sent at like 7 o'clock in the morning about how... I was not awake then, and Zeke takes out his phone and just now for the first time checks the group chat and reads the story. Uh, hmm. I mean, I don't want to be insensitive, but it seems like you own a, you own a shop with a whole bunch of giant-ass snakes in it. Like, it's only a matter of time. Well, same with the zoo. I mean... Well, yeah, but I mean... So... I'm sorry, your parents knew this guy? Yeah, I guess they worked together for a little bit, but... Doing what? Um, selling snakes to our zoo, which... Yeah, so I feel like we should check it out. Yeah. Beep, 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 beep. (laughs) Travel music. Okay, we cut to outside of... Raising the Snakes, Exotic <laughs> Pet Store and Snake Hatchery. It's a really good name. Raising Thank you. Y'all, uh, so y'all approach the crime scene, as I said. Uh, well, so you two maybe saw the picture in the article. Angela, you saw in the news. This little uh, small, like, single-story brick building. You know, one of those just, like, rectangular brick stores. Uh-huh. It's one of those. Um, both of the front windows, all the glass has been broken out. And as you all are approaching the store, you see right outside Deborah Redding in what looks to be a hushed, heated discussion with a, a middle-aged man with a bad dye job in a expensive-looking suit. So it sounds like you're hearing um, just the tail end of whatever this argument was, but you hear Deborah Redding saying, um, this is absolutely ludicrous, and I'm going to be putting in a call with the deputy mayor's office right this second. Yeah, you do whatever you have to do, I guess, but uh, sorry, this crime scene's under our jurisdiction and control now, so. Oh man, bad day for Deb. Yeah. And you see Deb kind of uh, storm off and start tapping furiously into her phone and the guy to whom she was speaking turns around and walks back into the pet store. Zeke takes out his phone and just puts it to his ear and then immediately pops up from behind a car and says, Yeah, Dad, I guess I can't get the snakes today. Something's going on. Looks like the store is closed. I don't know. 
Oh, Deb, so nice to run into you here. And he puts his phone in his pocket without like hanging up or anything. Angela like whispers to Zeke, oh, that was a good cover up. Thank you. Deborah looks up at you without saying anything and looks back down at her phone and finishes typing whatever message she was uh, typing and hits send and then looks back up at you and she says, Mr. Lynn, Zeke, hi. hi. What a fascinating coincidence. I know. I was on my way to the snake store because my dad needed some snake eggs for breakfast. And what's going on? I can't get my my snake eggs. Penny's going to lean into Angela and go, he looks completely suspicious. (laughs) She definitely thinks he's a suspect. Yep. Zeke, you know that I know and everyone knows. That no one eats snake eggs for breakfast. My dad does. Also, I watched you pop up from hiding behind that car moments before you had that fake phone conversation for my benefit. What? No, that's not. Wait, that's not what was happening. Zeke would never do that. Is that, are these, uh, oh yes, it's Angela, right? Angela, hi. Hi. I recognize you also. And we brought a new friend this time. Hello, Zeke's other friend. Uh, (laughs) Penny just stands up and... Looks around her like she has no idea where she could be and <laughs> looks back at Deborah and just goes, what? No, Deb, I just, I dropped, my dad called me and it surprised me and I dropped my phone and Angela and Penny here were just helping me look for it when I dropped it behind this car and then I popped up and you saw me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I barely know them. Well, no, well, you are, you're, you're our friend and you came here with us and you helped me look for my dropped phone. Hmm. That's the story. Okay. That's that's true. That's the that's the story of what happened with what happened before you looked upon us, Deb. Hello. Nice to She's meet like you. She's like looking at her watch. She <laughs> goes, "Okay, listen. Um, I have a lot of other bigger stuff to deal with right now that doesn't involve being bold-faced lied to by a bunch of school children. So I'm just I'm actually going to go. I don't I don't even actually care what you all are doing here. Whoa, 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 Deb, 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 Deb. Children. We're teenagers. Deb. Bura. What uh? What what happened here at the snake store? What's going on? What do you? Why don't you? I like. Can we do? Why don't we do like a one for one? Okay. You know, one of those. Uh huh. So first, why don't you tell me what you all are doing here? We did. We did. We did. We're here for. Okay. Snake uh, great to see you again. Uh, uh, I'll see Deb- you another time. Okay, Deborah. We all. We all. We all saw the news article about from Hazard Manningly about what happened to Leonardo and. We were worried that maybe it bore some similarities to what happened at the skate park, and we showed up to check it out. We showed up to see the bite marks and check it out. Okay, I feel like you're still not giving me the whole story, but you said your dad was like a famous Bigfoot man. Yeah, he's a cryptozoologist. He just, um, mm. yes, he is heavily involved in this case and very present. And what, sorry, why does he send y'all here? Instead of coming himself, he's very busy and has a lot of different research. I am his lab assistant, and I bring cases to his attention that I believe are worthy of his consideration. And he's still on the fence about this one. I'm a lab assistant too, and Angela rips out the lab coat from her purse and whew, puts it on, like a Sailor Moon <laughs> transformation, like spinning around. <laughs> yeah, it's very like what. <laughs> Tossing your hair behind yeah. you. <laughs> the lab coat like wraps around like pink <laughs> ribbons on your body. Uh-huh. And Penny is is also helpful in the lab. How am I helpful? You 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 uh Your mm. snacks. 
you eat snacks. I bring the snacks. Yeah, yeah. and Penny. she like digs around in our pockets and finds like a single raisin and just holds it up. Penny's like our intern. Penny, thank you for the raisin. Thank no, you. thank you. Keep up the good work, Penny. Will do. And Zeke eats the raisin and it's covered in dust and it's not that pleasant. Okay. Uh, yeah. I'll tell you what. Why don't you all just come in this direction with me a little bit? Let's uh, just take a little walk just around the block over here. Thing is, I'm not actually, I officially just got uh, uh, taken off of this case, so what? not really supposed to be discussing any of the details or investigating it at this time, but like, let's just go around the corner over here and okay. we can talk, okay? Okay. Zeke says really loudly, ha 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 yeah, it sounds like a great bagel shop, let's all go. Bagels. You see that guy that she was talking to before, like, peek his head out the window, uh, out the broken window of the snake shop, and then just, like, shake his head and come back in. We cut to you all eating bagels uh, at a table outside of the bagel shop around the corner. Suddenly sesame. So Deborah finishes chewing her everything bagel, and she says, um, so yeah, so I guess because the building is technically owned by Indigo Labs, Meredith was able to just send her freaking goons down here and take over the investigation it's owned by indigo labs the snake store half the things in this town are owned by indigo labs is the zoo owned by indigo labs technically the zoo is owned by the city it's the municipal skate park and zoo which is why i had jurisdiction there but since this isn't technically city property even though i was arguing it was directly connected to the zoo murder because i mean come on how many guys get ripped apart by animals within two days of each other in the same mm-hmm, town? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, in this town, it seems to happen a lot. Yeah, 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 quite frequently. But, uh, I mean, the deputy mayor, like, like, he's the deputy mayor, but he doesn't have any of this pull that Meredith Indigo does, you know? She's basically got this city wrapped around her. F- I mean, she'd be mayor right now if it hadn't been that wild write-in campaign for that stupid dog. Hey, 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 you do not talk about Mayor Field Goal that way. He is a champion, a champion. He's just, he rides a skateboard. Lots of dogs can do it. He, he, he was the oh. first canine to do a 900 at the X Games. That is no small feat. Our mayor is a dog who skateboards? Yeah, Field Gold, the skateboarding Shiba Inu. Yeah, he went viral last year and everyone in Chilhaven fell in love with him. And then next thing you know, Meredith Indigo, the presumptive frontrunner in the mayoral campaign, gets beaten a write-in campaign by a dog. Wow. Who is not terrific at governing. <laughs> I, cr- crime rates are down. He crime can't rates do everything. Down. Human crime rates are down. Human crime rates. <laughs> Dog crime, <laughs> on the other hand, has skyrocketed. <laughs> so much stolen peanut butter. <laughs> Can you do like a little news report there? Dog crimes are up. Dog crimes are up to the roof. The roof. That's really funny. The wolf. She says, um, but listen, like, just between y'all and me, uh, I don't know why I'm trusting you. You're, even for teenagers, you seem like unhinged jackasses. No, we're perfect no. angels. And then there's like little halos that pop up <laughs> over our head. I'm a freaking inventor, lady. I am smart. You're what? I'm sorry? Smart. <laughs> I misspoke. Smart. But, like, okay, just, but between you and me, there's something really, really weird going on here. Agreed. And I kind of feel compelled to, like, continue to get to the bottom of it. And if y'all do, like, I, again, you lie all the time, so I don't 100% know what to believe from you. But if you do have even a little bit of, like, weird crypto-zoological knowledge, like, all right, just, just I, okay, I took some photos of the crime scene before the Indigo Labs goons kicked me out. Can you send them to us? Just, could, I, can, I'll just show them to you on my phone right here at this bagel restaurant. 
Now, Zeke, I know that at the crime scene before you were like a little bit squeamish. Do you want to, are you, are you able to look at these pictures? Cause this one's, this one's worse. Angela taps Zeke on the back. You got this, buddy. Deb, I think I got this. Deb uh, opens her phones and you see a grisly scene, uh, like flash on pictures of just an exotic pet store soaked in blood and human viscera. It looks like 37 dude pinatas exploded in here and the only prizes in them was organs. Oh, gnarly. Are it's th- not as bad when it's just a picture. I don't, mind, I don't mind this. It's not in front of me. Is this all human blood? As far as we can tell, yes. Fortunately, none of the animals still present in the pet store were harmed. Still present? Well, that's the thing. A couple of them were missing. Which ones? She scrolls through pictures a little bit and you see uh, two empty cages. One of a sugar glider <laughs> and the other of a crocodile. A crocodile? Yeah, I mean, I think it was just a juvenile, but he sold crocodiles, snakes, tortoises, uh, rare mammals, birds, whatever. But those are the only two we found that are missing. And just from the size of that crocodile's cage, there's no way it could have been the one to do this damage. I mean, look at this. And she slides over to another picture and you just see, like, at first you think maybe there, the, uh, Deborah was mistaken and some snakes had gotten killed, but actually you're just looking at the scattered limbs of Leonardo Henderson with, like, the tattered remains of his snakeskin suit still on his arms and legs, respectively. Ugh. At least he died in fashion. It looks like the don't tread on me flag. He was, unfortunately. Tread, tread upon? Tread upon, yeah. yeah. I mean, the, the amount of strength present here is just unlike anything I've ever seen in my life or even heard about. Like, Mr. Henderson was, as far as we can tell, torn to pieces. Good God. And many of those pieces were at least partially consumed. What What kind of animal could do this? Well, here's, here's what's throwing me for a loop. So there were two parts of him that were untouched. And she slides to a couple more pictures. And you see his leg, one of his legs, torn off at the knee and like huge ripping bite marks from uh, all the meat areas. But it is untouched from the top of his cowboy boots down. His cowboy boots, which have gleaming silver buckles at the top of them. And the other piece of him that she shows you is an arm torn off at the shoulder, torn to shreds all the way down to about the wrist where his silver bracelets uh, are still perfectly in place. Oh, no. snap. So this creature is afraid of silver. It's a, we got to wear something or other on our hands. Maybe several wears. Wear, wear, wear critters. critters? Well, if I knew where it was, no, we wouldn't no, be asking no, Debra, all these Debra, questions. Debra, Debra, no H, no H. W-E-R-E, like werewolf? Wear blanks. Wereblank. You think a werewolf did this? Well, I don't think a werewolf necessarily, but a were everything something else. or other. Yes, a were everything, everything else. Are they, did, wait, do they make other, or, sorry, it's, what do you mean? Werewolves aren't real. Deborah, you're going to have to trust the cryptozoological experts on this one. We got to wear something on our hands. 
All right, well, listen, I have to return to the office. Uh, the deputy mayor is expecting me. I'm, I'm not even supposed to be out in the field anymore following that. I might have said some things to the Indigo Labs people that's maybe going to bite me in the ass a little bit later, but just such freaking ding-dongs. They are freaking ding-dongs, Deborah. I am with you. You all and your dad, thank God he's around and helping out. Whatever resources you have, you take a look into this. You've got my number. Yep. Let me know what you find out. But okay. it's all got to be very hush-hush. I'm not involved. Like, my job's on the line if they find out I'm still on this case. Mm-hmm. Oh, we're mm-hmm. very secretive. Yep. I don't think that you are. You just all hid behind a car right in front of me. I need you to all, all of you to be better at being sneaky. Okay. Yes. Angela, yes. I'm looking at you. Wrote I... your friend's real name and phone number down and get, put it in a dead guy's pocket. Angela okay. just smiles and looks over at Zeke. He's my cousin. Zeke, I'm not... Zeke does not look back. Zeke, <laughs> Zeke's just like nodding at Deborah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we promise to be more secretive. We're learning. Great. And be careful, okay? Hey, Deb, you be careful too. All right. I will. Thank you. Okay, hunters, what do we do? Holy shit. Okay. Um, so I would like to say maybe we should get Flo into this. For sure. First, I'm assuming my dad has to work again tonight, so maybe we should like convince him to wear full silver. Yeah. <laughs> I don't yeah. know. You should like, like buy him <laughs> a really ugly chain or something. Yeah. <laughs> but it needs to be like everywhere, right? Yeah, because they'll guess- just chomp off whatever's around it. Can you help me out here? Zeke, we need a silver suit for Penny's dad. To make it look. A silver suit for Penny's dad. What if we just like stole a knight suit from like a museum? Listen, we're already down one dad this mission. I don't want us to lose another one forever and for all missions in the foreseeable future. I know, we can't die before we actually like each other. If we're going to be at Flo's tonight, then we can't be around to protect him. Okay, give me like two hours. And I'll have something for you. Okay. What up? Hi, Zeke. How'd it go? Good. High five. Okay, so this is what I've come up with. Um... How does your dad feel about cosmetics? Um... So this is what I have for you. It is an aerosol spray made primarily of just your basic epoxy resin and a bunch of smelted silver that I turned into a powder. You get your dad to spray this all over his body and clothes, and ain't none of them wear critters going to be able to chomp him. Okay. Head to toe. One can should be just enough. Okay. We may have to spray him when he's not looking. Can you help me? You want me to, we're going to have to spray your your father's entire body with mm-hmm. silver dust while he's not looking. Yeah. Including I... his face. Mm-hmm. Come with me. Okie dokie. Penny, Penny leads Zeke into the house. My dad is, where's my dad? Yeah, Bart is just kicking it in the living room. I assume that y'all have a plaid couch with wooden armrests. That's kind of what I'm imagining. <laughs> Uh, maybe like a blanket that is like sort of mostly the couch is the blanket uh-huh. because underneath the blanket it's is stuff you don't want to deal with. Uh, he's on top of that. He's drinking a bottle of Pacifico <laughs> and watching 
The price is right. Love it. Bob Barker, too. So it's an old one. Mm. <laughs> Bart is in his security guard uniform. Okay, perfect. Hey, Dad, this is my friend Zeke. Hello. Oh, uh, hey, Zeke, have we met before? Or? Um, no. I don't think so. Okay, oh. well, terrific. Nice to meet you. Hi. Oh, uh, okay, we're shaking hands. Yeah. Terrific. Love it's that. Thing, it's the thing adults like for kids to do, right? I don't like for kids to do... I, no, it's great. It's fine. Okay, Penny um, goes to give her dad a hug, which they have not hugged in probably six years, so it's oh, very wow. awkward. Okay, uh, well, yeah, good to see you too, kiddo. Zeke I, gets in on the hug. <laughs> uh... And he's just staring at Zeke because she has a plan, but Zeke doesn't know. Zeke backs off. He just wanted a hug. All right, thanks, everyone. Feeling very supported. Mmm, Dad, have you showered today? What day is it? Wednesday. No. You're just smelling a little like, mm, you know, I got you a present. What? Is your present an an insult? No. Because you just called me stinky in front of your friend that I just met. Zeke's also stinky. Don't worry about it. Zeke, does she talk to you like this? She does, and I I appreciate her for it because, boy (laughs) howdy, do I not like to be stinky. And you know, Penny... On those days when you tell me that I'm stinky, you know what I like to use is this can of spray right here. Thank you, Zeke. You Zeke, read my mind. It's in a plain white can, and Zeke just, as he's talking, writes a uh, 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 anti-stink wonder spray on the front of the can in Sharpie. And he says, yep, use this every single day when I'm feeling a little not so fresh, and I just I cover my entire body and clothes in it head to toe, making sure very carefully to cover everything. And, uh, yeah, then I don't smell bad anymore. Yeah, Dad, it'll really, really put some pep in your step and give you the confidence that I think you deserve. This is a full can. Would you like to try some? We'll do it for you. And then Penny and Grab. <laughs> Are y'all? Did somebody sign y'all up for a multi-level marketing scheme? <laughs> Penny, do you owe these people money? No, we're not. No, Mr. White, we're not selling this to you. This is a product that I use every day, and I'm giving it to you for free for is your this own a, personal use. Is this a prank? No, Dad. Is this a stink spray? No, not oh, at all. Ha, ha, ha. Spray old Dad down with a stink spray? No, Mr. White, Penny came to me because she said, Zeke, I know that you used to have problems with stink, and you don't stink so bad anymore, and I feel awkward bringing up to my dad that he stinks. Penny just reaches over and pinches the shit Ow! out of Zeke. <laughs> dad. I haven't gotten you a gift for the past six or seven Father's Days. We haven't been very close. I just wanted to get you something that I thought you would like. Okay, Penny, uh, I think maybe later you and I need to have a conversation about um, tact. Okay. Well, <laughs> I will do that if you let me spray this on you because I love you. Can I, like, uh, I, can I get, like, spray a little on my wrist and give it a whiff first? We have to follow the directions that are on the bottle. Here yeah, we go. And then Penny grabs his hands and pulls him up off the couch. Oh, okay. Uh, if, all right. I mean, I I haven't worn anything. <laughs> I mean, spray on. Just about every scent I've worn, as far back as I can remember, it comes in like a tub. Zeke's already spraying. <laughs> He's already spraying Bart's back. <laughs> it's modern. Oh. It smells like welding sparks. <laughs> Which you like, right? It's it's their it's a manly scent for 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 men. It's not going to make the animals at the zoo attack me or anything, is it? 
it should do the opposite of that. What about like the singles, the hot singles in my area? That kind of hits a nerve in Penny. So she takes like a sharp inhale and then says, yep, dad, it should help with that. All right. Well, keep spraying, I guess. It burns my skin a little bit. Is that normal? Mm-hmm. Yep. Getting that stink right off. It gets the stink off or it puts the good smell on? Both. Both. <laughs> okay. So what I'm feeling on my skin is the stinks coming off of my skin? Yes. Mm-hmm. Where did y'all say that you got this stuff? I, um, the My mall. dad. His dad got it from the mall. Yep. Oh, did he? Did you tell him about my... My body odor also? No, my dad was already using it. Body odor runs in our family. Your old man uses this stuff too? Uh Uh-huh, yep. And he likes it? Yes. All right, are we done? (laughs) Uh, And the can empties out, uh, and Zeke says, yeah, I think we're good. Okie dokie. Well, (laughs) I smell like a steel mill, (laughs) and I feel on fire. (laughs) Uh, but is I smell better? You do. You smell great, and you look like a million bucks. Okay, <laughs> just twinkling like a twilight vampire. <laughs> Dad, can you do me a favor? Uh, okay. Can you text me every hour on the hour while you're at work? Sure, Penny. Are you worried about me? I just think we could work on our communication skills. And texting is the new hip thing, so... Yeah, no, I know. I've got, um, my new phone's got buttons on it. Yeah, you can make words with those buttons. So just make some button words every hour to say, Hey, Penny, what's up? I'll keep you in the loop, kiddo. No problemo. Uh, Penny leans in, gives him another hug. You get some of this stuff on your skin when you hug him. I think your skin immediately just starts, like, burning and itching. I think I smell kind of good now, too, huh, Zeke? Yeah, no, we all smell great. We all smell fantastic. Mr. White, it was so nice to meet you. Nice to meet you, too, uh, Zeke. Be safe at work, Dad. I'll talk to you later, okay? Okay, thanks for uh, everything. (laughs) (laughs) Anytime, Dad. Cut to Angela and Heck in... Angela's Range... I wanted to say Range Rover really badly. Land Rover. Ranch Rover. Angela's Range Rover. Land Rover. We Angela's have- Land Rover. <laughs> <laughs> Angela <Berry>. Land Rover's <laughs> Cut to Angela's Land Ranger. It can be called that, I guess. Land Ranger. Angela's... We cut to Angela's Land Rover. Hex sitting on the in the passenger seat next to you, still wearing his black emo dress and black emo haircut. And Heck is sort of just staring out the window listlessly. So, Heck, how how are you doing since, you know, uh, you found out you were a robot? Not great. Thanks for, uh, thanks for coming to grab me, (laughs) though, like... I really, you know, I needed, like, to get out of the house and do something, and it'll be nice to see Miss Florence again, so... Yeah. I appreciate you thinking of me and inviting me to come along. Of course, actually, um, you know, Zeke and Penny and I were really worried about you and uh, oh. this emo phase that you're going through, and so... It's not we- a phase. Okay, okay, but, uh, you know, we just, we know you're going through some hard stuff, and we thought, hey... It would be really good to get the gang back together and uh, work on Am I on part a- of the gang? 
Yeah, and uh, work on a mystery, you know? Didn't we have so much fun the last time? Are we going to solve the mystery of uh, where I am a robot and where I came from? <laughs> Not in this story arc, but maybe eventually. Because, <laughs> listen, I've been talking to my parents about it, and they, like, don't believe me. I could see that, yeah. Like, I show them my, like, robot face and, like, my power switch and stuff. and the, You showed it to them? They just want me to see, like, a psychiatrist. Like, they don't think I'm a robot at all. But, like, I'm a robot, right? Like, we all, I mean, Jeff, like, every week just pulls panels and stuff out of me. Do they not believe you because you still poop? Can he tell you about that? That was a, that was really private. I was just assuming. You were just assuming. <laughs> that a robot still poops. <laughs> Did I, assumption was correct? <laughs> Have you met <laughs> other robots before? I don't. That seems so specific. You know what it does, and I, uh, I just, uh, I went on the internet, you know, after this, you know, came out as a robot, and should not say that. Well, I came out of the pool. Came out of the pool, and you were a robot. Yeah. No, I understand what you mean. Okay. And uh, so you know, I've just been like talking to some, just blogging and looking up stuff about robots and I there was a myth that maybe robots could still poop and so I just kind of threw it out there to see what you It's were not saying. a myth. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's real. That, well, well, how do you I mean, know? I don't know. I just was looking for confirmation. That really means a lot that you've been doing all this research for me. Yeah, I, I mean, I care about you, heck. You're part of the gang. Do you have any leads? Um not really, no. <laughs> but I'm, I'm working Dang. on it. I have I have a lot of scientist friends um, on the web. They follow my yoga um, Insta scramble because scientists do yoga too, you know. Yeah, I've heard that. Yeah. So um, so yeah, so we're going we're going to flows to catch her up on uh all the all the things that have happened over the last couple of days, and you know we're we're we have a really good lead on on something and I think you and Flo could help out tremendously with it. Okay. Yeah, no, cool. And then af right after that we can like do like explore my origins and like find out where I came from and why I am and what what I'm supposed to be and what I'm supposed to do and like Yeah, right after I uh, we named the gift shop after Grud Fudrucker. <laughs> Is that I don't know what that means. <laughs> <laughs> I, I imagine Angela just like says that to herself, you know. Oh look, there's Flo. Ah, Flo! You pull up with Heck in front of Flo's house, and Flo is actually outside of her house on a skateboard with a helmet strapped on her head, holding with two hands onto Saber Muto, who is floating just in front of her and dragging her around the yard on a skateboard. <laughs> oh my gosh, Flo, you were so cute. Angela! Heck! Hi, Flo! Look at me! Yeah, you're a regular skateboarder. I'm gonna learn how to do a kickflip. Don't hurt yourself. Ollie. How have you been, Flo? Haven't seen you in a few weeks. Nope, nope. And she falls off of the skateboard. <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> Angela runs over and uh, picks her up. <laughs> Sorry, Flo. That's why we put the helmet on her. <laughs> this has happened a few times already. Aww. Oh, hey, Saber. Oh, hey, Angie. 
Angela's cheeks are red, and then she doesn't say anything. Fancy else. meeting you here. Yeah. Did you come to see me get my ectoplasm re-upped? Well, I didn't know that was happening, but actually, um, we came here to talk to Flo about what's been going on the past couple of days and see um, if Flo can help because there's some crazy shit happening again. Okay. I love crazy shit. That's like my whole deal. I know. Where are the other ones? Oh, they're on their way. Okay. Well, come on inside and I'll make us some tea and we can... uh, we can talk about it. I can take this dang helmet and all these friggin' knee pads off. And you hear Velcro. She just starts undoing all of her padding. And <laughs> Zeke and Penny come screeching through the forest on Zeke's hoverboard. Is there enough space for both of us to stand? How are we riding? Yeah, no. So it's like it's it's like longboard sized. So it is. It's not skateboard sized. So I think like Zeke's got foot loops in it, and I think y'all are just sharing them. Like he's a little further up on the on the hoverboard with one foot and one foot loop, and you're behind him with your foot and the other foot loop. Okay, I'm gonna say that Penny um, is scared and is like squatted on the hoverboard with her hands around your knees. <laughs> hey, you can stand up. It's gonna be okay. I'm good. Okay. And uh, we uh, get to the cabin, and Zeke, like a snowboarder, does a cool like skirt to stop. Just, sh- just shy of the front door. Okay. Say Penny just tips over and falls onto the ground. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you okay? Yep. You good? Mm-hmm. Look, we didn't go faster than like 80 that whole time. Yeah, I noticed. Okay. Uh, let's go in. Zeke just opens the door without knocking. Yes. Hello! Hi, Flo. Penny, Zeke, come on in. And Flo... Angela, Heck, and Saber are all just chilling in Flo's living room. Flo's got a fire lit. They're all sipping tea. Heck, between when we left the last scene and now, has changed out of his little black dress and into one of Flo's um, floral maxi dresses. Ah, Heck is back to normal. Uh, Penny walks up to Heck and says, Heck, you look really nice today. That's what I freaking told him. All this black all the time. It doesn't fit. He's such a sunny boy. (laughs) Heck blushes. Cut to Flo, bringing out two more cups of tea to Zeke and Penny, Ooh. who have now made themselves comfortable in her living room. And she says, so you think we got a werewolf situation on our hands? Not Absolutely. a werewolf, because the bite marks on the original security guard at the zoo came from an herbivore. But I think it's a, 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 a whole spectrum of were animal. That's bad. Yeah, I agree. I've never been up against like a werewolf or were whatever personally. Um, a blankanthrope. But yeah, okay. But I know their <laughs> reputation, and it's uh, is not good. <laughs> Listen, if 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 what you're talking about is true, if we have like a pack of lycanthropes, blankanthropes. Okay, that's a very bad scene. These things are tough to kill. They're tough to fight, and they're tough to cure. What do we do? What? How do you? What, hmm. Let's go down those options one by one, starting with the one that is of most interest to me. How do you kill him? That's silver, baby. Okay. Just touch him with it or what? Oh, no. Yeah, you got to like full on kill him, but with a silver weapon. So knock him out with a silver golf club. No, you have to (laughs) kill them. So you would have to bludgeon them to death with a silver golf club. But if you kill him with silver, that's it. That seems easy. Okay. And then the uh, mm, curing them. You know that old expression, hair of the dog? Yeah. You're going to need one of those. Hair of the dog? Well, it's, you know, the dog, hair of the dog that bit you is how that full expression goes. So you're going to need like a hair or, you know, 
a piece of the animal that infected them. Because you know how you become a werewolf is a, a freaking werewolf bites you, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you get a, a, a hair or a piece from the animal that bit them, get them to ingest it or get it into them in some way, and now, you you know, you're cured. That's, that's, oh, that's how it goes. Work. So that's tracking down each different animal that these guys are turning into independently. Well, so hold on. So I, tu- okay, I'm a werewolf. I- You're a werewolf? No, yeah, hypothetically speaking, I'm a werewolf. Uh, I turn into a wolf at night. Could someone take my wolf hairs off me, make me eat that, make werewolf be gone? It's on- it's the wolf that bit you. It's not just a wolf. Mm. It's the hair of the dog that bit you. <sighs> While y'all are having this conversation, you get a text notification. From Tim. And it says, if you're actually serious about joining the Rat Pack, then you need to show up here at nightfall for your initiation. And it has a uh, GPS coordinates attached to it, like pinned to it. So Angela dropped me a pin when she was at the crypt. I compare the two. They are identical. Shh, they're going to turn me into a goddamn crocodile, you guys. What are you talking about? Werodile? Werodial. Croco wolf. Right? <laughs> Ooh, I like that one. <laughs> That's yeah. funny. <laughs> well, but it's. Yeah, it was funny. Okay, that was good. Flo, you would happen to have any, like, really long, elaborate, thick, cool looking coats, would you? Oh my god. Uh, really long, elaborate, thick, cool looking coats. Yeah. Hmm. Something kind of piratey, maybe? I got just the thing. <laughs> Flo runs into her bedroom, and you hear like loud rummaging around back there. And eventually, she emerges with a huge, dense, like wool robe. It's got like different kinds of like regalia sewn onto it. A big high collar. It looks like what a World War One era tin pot dictator would wear to speak to his public Flo, oh my god it's so perfect thank you so much i stole this off of a movie set that i consulted on hell yeah back in the 30s and 40s they wanted a spiritual consultant on every freaking picture hollywood was putting out uh-huh, uh-huh. they could ask me stuff like is this what it would look like if a ghost showed up and i could be like yeah i don't know sure <laughs> <laughs> and then i would steal things from the set fuck yeah Flo, you kick ass i try Okay, thank you so much. And then Zeke throws on the jacket that Flo gave him and just feels like, oh, so regal and powerful and fucking ready. And uh, he takes it back off for a second and sets it aside very delicately. And then he takes uh, a bunch of tools that don't seem like the kind of thing he would need to work on this. Like, I think he, like, gets, like, a flint and, like, lights a blowtorch or something. And then you just see him going at it, just, like, sparks flying as he works on his mascot head for about 15 minutes. And he turns it back around, and the eye is now... The eye and the jaw are both now movable. It just, like, looks a lot better constructed. Somehow he got this cool, like, tri-corner hat with a big old feather in it to put on the top. Uh, And uh, the face of Captain Chompers McTeeth is just, like, grinning so wide, showing every one of them crocodile teeth all the way around. And Zeke throws Flo's big cloak back on and lowers the helmet on his head and says, Captain's here.
Where'd you get that blowtorch? That was crazy. I keep I keep one in my backpack. You keep a blow. What about a tricorner hat? Uh. uh <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I keep it in my backpack. <laughs> I had a a history project last semester. Look, I don't look at my schoolwork very often. I don't, like, take stuff out of my backpack very often. I think I have a spelling test from the third grade in here. Your backpack that your head was just inside (laughs) two days ago. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, who knows how many textbooks I lost. I'm not keeping track. But the hat was in there the whole time? (laughs) Yep. It's like Mary Poppins back. Yeah. So, Flo, is there any way that Zeke can fight not getting turned into a werewolf? Like, is there anything that he can take, put on him to prevent him from being changed? Don't get bit by a werewolf would be my advice. Great. Flo, I have a question for you. Uh Uh-huh. Do you have any silverware? I may have cutlery. Is it made of silver? It's not. Mm. But I do have this. And she reaches into a big pile of... uh, like, you know how Flo's just got stuff everywhere? Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. And it's all cool stuff, but there's stuff everywhere. Yeah. She reaches into a big pile of stuff next to the fireplace and pulls out a Roman-looking sword uh, that glistens in the firelight. She says, uh, I got this big silver sword. Do you want this? Ooh, a gladius. And he just takes the sword and just uh, sticks it between his belt and his pants. Seek takes his phone out of his pocket and uh, turns on the rear camera to record and then tucks it into a pocket on the front of the jacket so just the camera is sticking out. Perfect. And then y'all take my science watch and you can watch the live feed from my camera. Perfect. I feel like we should watch this from the border of like Anodyne Pines so we can be halfway in between Bart and Zeke. Yeah. Heck, do you wanna come with us? Yeah, sure. I don't I don't have anything else going on. Awesome. Saber, you coming with? What are you doing? I mean werewolves like the ghost versus the werewolf? Like, come on. Who who would pass that up? Yeah, that's pretty rad. Yeah. Well, gang, let's cast off. <laughs> Is that a boat thing? Yeah, I'm a captain. Okay, cool. Hello? Um, Sophia left me this note to go into Dad's recording booth and read this since she's away in frickin' Mongolia with my dad. I, I don't know what this is about, but here we go. Uh, Zeeklin! Oh, hey, that's me! Was performed by James Kettler. What does that mean, performed? A- Angela Atticus Jr. was performed by Megan Stressman. Penny White was performed by Bess Lawson. Every other person in Chillhaven was performed by Philip Stressman, who is also the Game Master. What are all these names? Who are these people? The original music written and performed by James Kettler, with additional sound effects by Zapsplat.com. And then Sophia said, see everybody real soon. What the fuck is this for? Mm-hmm.